With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Well, let me tell you, mylifeinabook.com is a very unique service. I did it for my mom and my grandmother, and it has been amazing. It basically turns your mom's life stories or your grandmother's or anybody that you think is special in your life into a book. So here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send a question via email to the special person, whoever you choose. You can ask custom questions too, but I just kind of let my life in a book choose what questions to ask. And then your special person like your mom can type their response or they can record their voice and my life in a book compiles it all in a beautiful keepsake for you. And guess what? They can even create audiobooks. I mean, this is such a unique gift that will last a lifetime for you, your mom, your children, your children's children. It is the best gift you can give. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use our code clink at checkout for 10% off. This is an unforgettable gift for you and your mom. Get it today. Use our code clink, mylifeinabook.com. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Rose dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Where we give you a true crime story that you want to hear. Yeah. And a little bit of BS on the side. Oh my God. Yeah. What's up, Gretchy Poo? Well, you kept me waiting. I know, you guys. I gave Gretchen a time that we were going to record today and I forgot about it completely. I got in like the cleaning mode, mopping, sweeping, vacuuming, and I didn't even look at the time. So, so sorry. No worries. I cleaned my kid's room today too. I made a dent. It was kind of traumatic. Why? (laughs) Because they're all here. Usually I just pick and choose what they're going to get rid of while they're at school and they never even know. But this time I was like, What the heck? I'm like, okay. My Ruby has like five, you know, baby dolls. I'm like, okay, we need to downsize. So pick a couple you don't want anymore. And I just, okay, if she really wants to keep them all, then we'll keep them all. But, you know, I'm just going to try. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. Of course. She picks the American Girl doll out the window. Oh, I like the most expensive one. Yeah. Like, whatever, right? And then she picks this other one that's like a Baby Alive doll. It's like all she wanted for Christmas. It's what she got from Santa. Uh And it like talks. And I'm like, but that one is so new. 
why do you want to get rid of that one? She's like, it freaks me out, mom. Oh, that's funny. She's like, I don't want her anymore. So she got rid of actually all of her dolls except for one, which was like eight bucks at TJ Maxx. Yeah, that's how I was as a kid, by the way. I kept my baby Tammy. Remember I talked about the baby Tammy before and I got Uh it at a garage sale. Yeah, this one's name is Violet. Cute. I like that name. And uh, that's it. So I want to tell you, I got in the car today. Mm -hmm. I didn't get out of the car, though. So you'll be proud of me there. And there's a pot store on the way to where I was going. And it was crazier than any grocery store I have seen yet. Oh, I'll bet. I could not believe it. And actually, I have been to this pot store before. I did not go. That wasn't where I was going today because I don't think I'm going to be like doing any of that anytime soon. But maybe I should actually have a gummy or something to calm my nerves. But that's not where I was going. I've been there before. There's never anybody there. There's like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, maybe another person in there with me or two. This was a line around the corner. That's crazy. I hope they were six feet apart. They social were. distancing. Yeah, they were. Good, good. And I'm thinking that they probably only let maybe two people in at a time. The store is pretty small. So I don't know. I But I think people are having anxiety and they need to calm their nerves with a little marijuana. Yeah. Well, I don't judge. I mean, me neither, but... I think if I was going to actually go out and see people, I would go to the grocery store and get food. I hope I don't have to see people for a long time on account of my face right now. But also, you know, who does not need to be seeing people? My husband. Why? He cut his own hair tab. Actually, he let the kids cut his hair. And he thinks it looks good. Oh, gosh. And I... Just let him think that. (laughs) (laughs) Sean really wants to cut his hair, too. And I think it looks great long. So I was like, just leave it. It's awesome to me. Yeah. He always has it so short. Like, I'm I'm like, are you in the military or something, dude? Yeah. So I love it long. I'm just hopeful he doesn't try to take the scissors to himself. Let me tell you, it. well, Jeremiah, let the kids take the buzzer. Oh, the whole buzzer. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen a lot of people do that lately. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan. It's not his best look. No. No, I am definitely not a fan. It's like the dumb and dumber guy. Oh, no. God. Okay. Well, you have burns on your face. If you guys haven't listened to Panic Party then you don't know that Gretchen's using a mole cream to take off some moles and it exploded her face. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. She's trying to cover it right now with a headband, like a survivor headband. Yeah, because I was out in the front yard with my kids. I don't want to scare my, I don't want my neighbors to think they live next door to a crackhead. <laughs> they probably think But that honestly, anyways. I know it I mean it's, it might sound like super shallow, but it really has disfigured my face and it's really unnerving like seeing yourself in the mirror and not recognizing yourself. Like, oh my god, that's me. I mean, that I mean, I'm sure it's like when you get like a chemical peel and your face is all scary looking, you know. Gretchen, your face has is really much better than a chemical, like one of those crazy peels. I've seen, I've seen what those do to your face. It's real scary. I had, I signed up to get one of those and chickened the fuck out. Yeah. But at least with those, you know, you're going to come out on the other side and it's going to be good. Like right now, I don't really know if I'm going to come out on the other side of this, how it's going to be. And I, there's no doctor I can run to to fix it. If it doesn't go away, then you can, you'll be able to fix it. Think about when people get plastic surgery too. Like at first, you don't look 
normal on the face. I'm sure if you get a facelift, your face is like all effed for a while. Yeah. So just think about what you have to look forward to when you get a facelift. Oh, can't wait. Can't (laughs) wait. Do you think you'll get one ever? I don't think I would get a facelift. But, you know, I remember when I was bartending, Mm -hmm. this woman came in with one of those like, you know, when they look kind of like cat-like. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I don't remember, but I just remember just cracked me up because she was like, oh, yeah, listen, you'll know when you get your first facelift. You'll probably have like 10 of them like me. It's like, okay, well, I hope I have a better doctor. Oh, gosh. I for sure will get one. Yeah, you will. I don't know when, but I'm not opposed at all. Yeah. Okay. So just when you see me all nice and fresh, like I just got 30 years younger one day, you'll know I've had one. Oh, like that Tamara judge. I think you got to wait until you're 50. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. At least. I mean, my sister-in-law is almost 50 and she and my other sister-in-law is 50. They do not. They're not even close. But they have good genes. Man, it's yeah. all about those genes. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I'm not in need of one. I hope not even for 10 years. So maybe like 55. Okay. Good goal. 15 years. Okay. Does your case have anything to do with the facelift? Not, well, other than the fact that it takes place in Newport Beach, oh. which is home of maybe the best facelift doctor ever, Dr. DeBrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we could do a little tie in there. You want to hear it? <laughs> I do want to hear it, but I want to hear what you're drinking tonight. I'm not drinking anything but water. Why? Sorry. Because I'm very depressed because I... Need to get back in shape. Okay. So that's good. Get it good. together. Clink, clink. I'm drinking. You know, I think we're at the the stage of like, you know, quarantine. We got to cool it down a little bit. That's Can't true. Can't be drinking every day. True, true. I am, though, drinking red wine. So I'm drinking, I think, the last bottle of Turley that we have. And I'm real depressed about it. Yeah. Because it's my favorite. But... Whatever. So clink, clink to my red wine and your water. You know, you know, Jesus turned uh, water into wine. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you know that he then. Oh, my God. Hello. I grew up Lutheran and I'm still a Christian. Yeah. Okay. Good for you. Happy Easter last week, by the way. Happy Easter last week. He is risen. He has risen indeed. Mm -hmm. Now tell me about your friend (laughs) Newport Casey. Dork. Okay. This case, Tabitha, was brought to my attention by a listener back in December when I asked for suggestions. Mm-hmm, I remember that. Yes. If you, uh, FYI, everyone, if you post a suggestion for us in the group or DM us, we do usually get around to doing it. It might just take us a while. But we love suggestions. Seriously, we love them. It saves us time. So keep them coming. This one was from someone we know, Heather Duval. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Heather. Hi, Heather. Thanks for listening. Okay. So today I'm going to tell you about two couples whose paths crossed, unfortunately, in my hood, Newport Beach. Someplace we visited together. I love the Newport Beach. Yeah. Where do we go? The girl, ladies girl, girl bar? Oh, we went to um, Quiet Woman. Quiet Woman. And before that, we went to Parade of Lights, remember? On the boat, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The first couple are a couple of kids with a two-year-old and a baby on the way and newly married. Their names are Skylar and Jennifer DeLeon. Okay? Okay. And the other couple is Tom and Jackie Hawks. They are in a very different season of life from Skylar and Jennifer. They were newly retired and just welcomed their first grandchild. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. First, let me tell you about Skylar. For one, Skylar was not always the name he went by. His birth name was John Julius Jacob Jr. <laughs> Sorry. That's so many J's. I don't even it's know what to so do with it. So many J's, right? Okay. Junior was after his abusive father. Skylar's mother acknowledges how awful Skylar's father was to him. And so when Skylar wanted to change his name in his 20s because he didn't want the name that his father had anymore, everyone just accepted it. Right. Skylar's dad had always pushed Skylar to act tougher and he despised his son's effeminate nature. Even though everyone familiar with Skylar's father agrees he was a real dick, it seems like Skylar always tried to please him. For example, Skylar never liked acting, but in an effort to please his dad, he worked as a child actor. Mm -hmm. He was in a couple of commercials, but his biggest role was a small part on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for two seasons. Oh. Remember the Power Ranger Rage? I do. Wasn't it like, go, go, Power Rangers? Something like that? Yeah. My, I, my cousin Michelle's little kid, Timmy. Yeah, that was that age. I was a little old. Yeah, we were a little old. Okay, Another effort to prove himself to his dad was after high school, he joined the military. But that didn't really work out for him either. He went AWOL after 14 months, but oh. that's not exactly what he told people about his military experience. He pretty much just told everyone that he was part of this really elite recon unit in the Marines. I don't know how he said he got out of it, but... People don't like to say they go away a wall. Yeah, he was a really good liar. He's not actually like one of those people like we know a lot of. Everyone who describes knowing him says that they didn't think he was always blowing smoke up their ass, even though he was. They just, they thought he was convincing. Okay. Okay. So Skylar met Jennifer... Soon after he changed his name, the two met online and really hit it off, and they got married just six months later. Jennifer worked as a hairdresser, so she's pretty cute, styly. It seemed like she liked nice things, but, I mean, that's not at all unusual for someone who grew up here, and I think everything about her seems real typical. Jennifer was involved with her church. Her family are real devout Christians. They really thought that initially their daughter and Skylar made a good match. So after only two months of marriage, Skylar ran into some trouble with the law for burglary. So that's a drag. He was sentenced to a year, but was able to serve his time at a work furlough facility in Seal Beach. So are you familiar with work furlough? Yes. Okay. Well, for anyone who isn't, how it usually works is inmates can leave during the day or night or whatever, whenever their job is, presumably when they have to work and then they have to report back by a certain curfew. Yes. And usually they have like an ankle bracelet or something on or a monitoring system, right? Or Well, yeah, you would think. But there is an incident that we'll get into where Skylar must not have actually had his. Uh, like a GPS tracker or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He did not. Okay. So Jennifer finds this out about her husband of two months. You know, she now has to deal with being married to someone with a criminal record, which is kind of an obstacle, but it doesn't shake her. She's cool. She actually had a much bigger obstacle to overcome. And that was that Skylar told her he was a hermaphrodite. 
and that he needed to have a sex change operation because he needed to have his uterus removed or else he would likely get cancer. Okay, now I'm just telling you what Skylar told her. Okay. I totally support gender reassignment surgery if you feel you were born the wrong gender, and I believe Skylar was. But I think the whole thing to say that if I don't do it, I'll get cancer was a lie. Skylar needed to get his uterus out. I don't think Skylar even has a uterus. He just said it because he's a liar. I think, yeah, because he's a liar. Right. But Jennifer Jennifer went for it. She believed Skylar and accepted the idea of him having, you know, gender reassignment surgery as long as she could pop out a couple of kids first. Okay. So they did. They had a little girl and like right off the bat, Jennifer was pregnant again. So when Skylar was on work furlough, he pretty much just took care of the couple's little girl while Jennifer was at work at the hair salon. He did periodically work our, he did periodically work odd jobs, but keeping a steady one was not really his thing. Skylar and Jennifer had a real knack for racking up debt. I have read different reports, but they had something between thirty and $90,000 in debt, which is why they were living in half of Jennifer's parents' detached garage. So this meant they had to, like, go inside the house to use the bathroom or the kitchen. So it seems like that would get real old quick. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I just had no running water for, like, a minute. It was real annoying. Yeah. Okay. So you would think that their first priority would be when they got a couple coins together, hey, let's figure out how to get the F out of here and get a decent place to live. No, not for these two. They decided to buy a boat. A really nice boat, actually. A 55-foot trawler for Oh, my God. That is crazy expensive. Mm -hmm. And a huge boat. A huge boat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's where everybody intersects. Inter. Intersects. Intersects. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean. I do. Okay. The um, boat belonged to Tom and Jackie Hawks. So Tom and Jackie were in their 50s. They had been living their retirement dream for the past two years, being based out of Newport Beach, but making frequent trips to the Channel Islands and Mexico. Oh. They remind me of so many couples I have known over the years from working and living on boats. They both had some serious tans, and they were in great shape from being so active and just, you know, vibrant. Lively people. The big reason why they were selling the boat that they treasured was because they were about to be grandparents and they wanted to downsize the boat they had and buy a smaller one as well as a small house in Mexico where they could drive back and forth to Arizona where their grandson was just born. The couple's two sons were actually Jackie's stepsons. But she had raised them, and they called her mom. Jackie was not able to have children herself, so the chance to be a part of the new baby's life was, like, a real big deal to her. Mm -hmm. So Jackie and Tom are smart people. Tom was a retired probation officer. So, you know, he can smell some bullshit, right? Right, right. So when Skyler responded to his boat for sale ad, he was like, how does a 24-year-old kid have the money to buy my boat? But Skyler explained that he had just come into some money from family and he wanted to convert the boat into a business with his wife to do private charters. He even brought Jennifer and his little girl down to the boat to meet them. Tom and Jackie found Jennifer charming and thought, okay, like we get it. 
Good luck with your life at sea, you know? Yeah. And, okay, side note, Tom had elected to do the sale himself in the interest of saving the commission he would have to pay a boat broker. From my experience, it's common in selling a boat for like less than 50000 but boats for more than that usually use a broker because it's a lot of money, you know, and there's boat surveys and slip or moorage transfers, and it just, it gets complicated. Yeah. Okay. So maybe use a boat broker. Okay. So the purchase of the boat wasn't a secret from Jennifer's parents who were homing them, right, in their half garage, which I think, I mean, you would think it kind of would be, right? I mean, if my children couldn't afford to move out of my half garage and they had two children, I would not think they had a lot of business buying a boat. But whatever. Okay. Jennifer even got her dad to go to Target and pick up some bleach and trash bags for cleaning up the new boat. Okay. So everybody's on board with this Mm -hmm. big purchase. The last things to do to make the sale final, which according to Jennifer and Skyler and the notary was on November 15th, 2004, Skyler presented them with a briefcase full of money and they all signed the bill of sale and all the paperwork and then Tom and Jackie took off in their Honda SUV and they were headed to Mexico to celebrate at least that's the impression Jennifer and Skylar thought okay the thing was no one had heard from Tom and Jackie for a week and this was real unusual for them even being the -the on-the-go couple that they were. So their son, Ryan, asked one of their boat neighbors if he could go check on them. He said, sure. He told Ryan that he was surprised that he hadn't heard from them since they took the boat out for a sea trial with their prospective buyers. Okay, so the boat is out at a mooring. So if you don't know what that is, it's like... um, one of those balls that's attached to an anchor. So you have to take like a little dinghy boat or something out to the boat to go back and forth from the harbor. Okay. So this neighbor gets in his little boat and he goes out to, you know, the boat, which their boat was called the well-deserved. He reports back to Ryan, you know, something is wrong. First, he could see that all of the controls like on the upper deck, flybridge, whatever, were not covered. I mean, and every boat owner knows, like, that's just not, you would just never do that. You would never let those controls get, you know, damaged or, you know, whatever, just leave them out in the elements because, you know, cost so much money, right? Yeah. And also the anchor, which hangs off the front or the bow of the boat was missing, Okay. Okay. So when he reported this to Ryan, uh, Ryan became real alarmed and he alerted his uncle, Tom's brother, his uncle's name was Jim, who happened to be a retired police officer. Jim drove up from San Diego to Newport Beach to check on Tom and Jackie right away. He went to the dock where they kept their little dinghy that they would use to get back and forth to their boat. And he noticed it was not tied up properly, which is another thing that boat people are just real anal about. My husband is like forever checking me about that all the time. You know? Yeah. I would tie the boat up. He would go retie it. Right. Give me a lecture about how you tie the boat up. Okay. Okay. So he's not feeling good about this at all. So he goes out on the dinghy to the well-deserved and he left a note on it saying, whoever reads this needs to get a hold of me. I am a retired police officer and the owners of the boat are missing. Well, guess what? He heard back from Jennifer right away. And she said, well, I'm actually looking, I'm the owner of the boat now. 
I just bought it and I'm actually looking for Tom and Jackie too. They left some of their stuff behind and we have some questions about how the boat operates. So if you hear from them, please get in touch. Now, at this point, the Hawk's car was missing. So while it was really weird that no one had heard from them, there still was like a possibility that they really were in Mexico or something. Their friends and family knew that they had plans to buy a house down in Mexico. So it was, you know, kind of a mystery. Jim decides to get a hold of the Hawks, dear friend in Arizona who took care of their finances for them. Since they had spent the last two years cruising and being away from internet access, their friend Patricia paid the bills for them and had access to their bank accounts. So Patricia says, oh, there's no way they sold that boat because she knows that they would have deposited that money right away. They wouldn't have just driven off to Mexico with over 400 grand. So Jim goes to the police and files a missing persons report. The police took it seriously. So they head out to the well-deserved to actually get on board and check it out. And they find the boat's a mess. And there's that a receipt from Target for the bleach and trash bags that Jennifer's father had bought. Through the Target surveillance, they were able to track down who had bought it, you know, the supplies. And they went to his house and he said, oh, yeah, sure. I bought, you know, bleach and trash bags. I bought that stuff to help out my daughter and her husband with their new boat. Go talk to them. They're at church right now. So the police questioned both Jennifer and Skylar, and they explained, uh, hey, yeah, we, we bought the boat. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance. 
and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. And here's all the paperwork and the documents. And they were all fingerprinted and notarized. I mean, it looks legit. legit. Yeah. Yeah. So they are still suspicious of the situation surrounding the sale, but there's no physical evidence of any found place. So they are kind of against the wall, right? So they alert the media. They put out Tom and Jackie's pictures and their car and plead with people, if you know anything about this couple, please let authorities know. Their son pleaded with the public for any information on his parents' whereabouts. So during this time, Skylar and Jennifer did something uh, that raised a lot of red flags. They went to the Hawks Bank in Arizona and attempted to withdraw their life savings. And they had all the documentation to do it. They even now had power of attorney. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The bank manager said, yeah, I don't give a shit how many documents you have. I know the Hawks and... I'm not giving you a dime of their money, which I was telling my husband about this. And I'm like, you know, that might be the only thing, good thing I've ever heard about, like being old, you know, like no banker would know who I was. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't go in, you know, I don't go inside, but I know like my parents and people like that age, like they all could still go to the bank, go to the bank. Yeah. 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 I'm like, well, Okay. Right. Okay. So when the police found out about this and they hauled Skylar back in and said, uh, excuse us, why do you have power of attorney? And Skylar had an explanation. He said, well, I actually have dual citizenship and he was going to help the Hawks out to buy a house in Mexico. You know how Americans can't just buy Mm -hmm. property down there. Right. Yeah. Then the cops were like, well, okay, it appears that there are some other signatures on the paperwork for power attorney because you have to have it notarized and witnessed, not just by, you know, the people. So it was witnessed by one John Kennedy, which is just ironically his name, and another young man, Alonso Machain. Skyler explained that, oh yeah, these were just a couple of my buddies, real good guys. And the police were like, by the way, Skyler, how did you have the money to buy the boat? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Skyler says, okay, okay. I didn't want to tell you guys this, but I'm actually on probation And I had hid some money from committing some criminal activities. So I figured if I bought this boat, I could start to make an honest living and do something cool. And so police were like, damn it, that kind of makes sense. So they let him go again. Then someone who watched the news reports about the Hawks down in Mexico called them and said, I'm looking at the Hawks car right now. The Newport Beach detectives headed down to Mexico right away to see for themselves, hoping that the Hawks Mm. would be found well and alive, you know. Yeah. And this. But when they found the person who had actually been driving the car, he said, oh, it was a gift from his friend Skylar. (gasps) And he had no idea who the Hawks were. Of course. Yes. So the police had much the same reaction as you just did, Tabitha. They were like, oh, okay, 100% motherfucker is lying. Yeah. Okay. At this point, they know he's lying, but they still don't really have physical evidence. 
So they used his own confession to arrest him for that whole thing he said about money laundering on probation. Okay? Okay. Okay, little side note about the arrest. When the police arrested him, he was wearing a diaper. What? And Yeah. The officer patting him down actually said, I mean, I found this in an article. He's actually said, what the fuck is that? And it turns out Skyler actually needed to wear diapers that a few years back, he had been in a motorcycle accident. And when it happened, he really exaggerated his injuries. Um, He claimed that he was on like death's door to Jennifer, but... He was six hours away, and he knew that she didn't have a way to get to him. So he could say whatever he wanted because she couldn't verify it. In actuality, he was not even close to death, but he did injure his bladder, leaving him incontinent. Oh, God, that sucks. Totally gnarly, right? I just watched a um, commercial last night for these always incontinence underwear Uh uh-huh but they are like diapers yeah and i probably need one because i can't hold my pee for anything seriously yeah yeah but i would hate to have to do that commercial it sounds horrible yeah yeah well jennifer felt real bad about it and skylar loved how she took care of him after the accident uh-huh. So that's just, you know, a yeah. glimmer into their dynamic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to the arrest. When they arrested him, they also searched the half garage. They found some of Tom and Jackie's personal effects, like their video camera with all the footage still on it from all their adventures. Mm-hmm. And their laptop and their IDs. Jennifer was real pissed about the search and arrest and reportedly like super snotty to the officers. So the police go to her and say, okay, simmer down, little girl. We know all about your trip to the bank in Arizona. And we know you know what happened. And we are going to put all the pieces together. We just want to give the Hawks family some answers. So if you just tell us what happened and testify against Skylar, we will give you immunity. And you know what she said? What? No. No way. She said no. She is like, I mean, can you imagine? She loves him. She has a two-year-old. And I think at this point she had just given birth. Yeah. Do you th- and she knows what happened. Yeah, and she knows what happened. And she would not do it. Uh-uh. What an idiot. Total idiot. She is like a ride or die wifey. That's Okay. I mean, Bananas. that's nice, but you also have children and that oh, should yeah. be your first priority. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay, so when other piece of evidence police found on their search was a business card for a police officer whose job is like the liaison between Mexico and the U.S. when an American commits a crime down there. So that's kind of weird that his business card is in their garage. So they called this dude up and he's like, oh, yeah, I've been talking to Skylar. He's a murder suspect for the death of John Jarvie, but I haven't been able to put it all together yet. John Jarvie was Skyler's cellmate at the work furlough facility. Apparently, Skyler was the last person to be seen with John before he was found on the side of the road in Mexico with his throat slit. Oh, God. Yeah. So, turns out Skyler had convinced him to bring $50,000 with him to Mexico with the promise of a bigger return. And John actually did it. Okay. Like, how is Skyler so convincing? It's crazy. So, the he day it happened. Must, he's a smooth talker. Gotta yeah, be a smooth talker. 
Yeah, I'm surprised he did not make it bigger as a child actor, right? Yeah. Okay, so when it happened, they were both supposed to report back to the furlough facility in Seal Beach, but John was a no-show. So that's getting back to your ankle monitor or whatever. Obviously, he wasn't wearing one because he went all the way down to Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Well, Skyler, when he reported back to the facility that evening, he was in the mood to buy an anal sex machine from the facility's computer. Now, I had not heard of this. I have not heard of it either. (laughs) Well... It's quite the contraption, FYI. I Googled it. They start at about $75. Holy and the moly. price can go on upwards of 300 okay, if you're curious. I mean, wow. Do you, like... No idea. Bend over and it... Yes. It, like, rams you? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it does. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds... <laughs> Awful. Yes, it does. Okay. (laughs) Can you get different size attachments? Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I just thought that was a little interesting tidbit you wouldn't hear on 2020. No, I don't think you would. No. Okay. So the police go back to the notary, right? And say, okay, lady... For the love of God, people are missing. We know you could not have possibly seen them sign their lives away. Just tell us what you know. Mm-hmm. And this bitch would not break. God. They actually had to question her like five fucking times. They had to like bring her in. Okay. And they hammered her like yelling at her. You have to to tell us. You have to tell us. And she finally decided to consult an attorney and then she gave it up to the police. Okay, I didn't actually ever see Tom and Jackie. I just gave Skylar the paperwork already notarized and he got the signatures and fingerprints and he paid me two grand to do that for him. Okay. Shady, shady bitch, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is being an accessory to murder worth two grand? I don't think so. Yeah. And FYI, you get caught up in something like that, you come clean right away. Like, if she would have come clean with the police the first time, that would have sped up a lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so anyways, now the pieces are all coming together, but they still don't know exactly what happened to the Hawks. So they zero in on these buddies of Skylar's who signed the paperwork. Turns out John Kennedy is a Long Beach gang member. He's a big, muscly guy that Skylar had met when he was locked up. Okay. Is he like a biker gang member or? No, like the Long Beach Crips, actually. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Okay. And this Alonso character, he was not so muscly. He's kind of like tall, lanky guy. Skylar had befriended him also at the work furlough facility. He was actually Mm. a guard. No way. Yeah. I'm telling you. Something about Skylar, very charming. And he's getting it every way he can. Yeah, he is. Okay, so Alonso, not being a criminal, is probably why he made the smart decision to cooperate with the police and tell them the whole plan and his involvement, which was that he was under the impression the whole time that Skylar was this rich kid on account of being on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. And now Skylar had told him that he continued to make money being a high power hitman. And don't worry because I only kill bad people. It's crazy that he could convince anybody of this. (sighs) Like Dexter. Dude, Skylar is like, he's not a tall guy. 
he's not a. He's a short he's, guy. He's a short, like, small build. Okay. Guy. Mm-hmm. Not what you would picture as a high power hitman. Got it. Okay. Or maybe it's good because you never expect. You never know, right? Okay. Well, he told him, "If you assist me on this one hit, I'll give you a million dollars." So, according to Alonso, how it happened was Skyler surprised the Hawks by bringing John Kennedy and himself to their scheduled C trial. And he said they were kind of shook about it, but they still went ahead. When they got out of the harbor, Skylar and John got Tom to go down below where they overpowered him and handcuffed him. And then Alonso did the same to Jackie. Jackie yelled at Skylar, how could you do this? I met your little girl and your pregnant wife. We trusted you. They laid them both on the bed together. Alonso said Tom stroked Jackie's hand and said, it's all right, honey. Wherever we're going, we're going together. Oh. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Skylar used the boat's GPS to go out to the deepest point, which was 3,400 feet. And then they forced the Hawks to sign the documents. Jackie signed Hawk instead of Hawks with an S, mm-hmm. probably leaving as a sign for whoever saw this in the future that this is being Not- signed under duress. Yeah. Yeah. Tom was able to kick Skylar in the groin, but it was too late. The couple was already tied to a line attached to the anchor. <gasps> so when Skylar was infuriated by this, he grinned and pushed the anchor overboard. And then they were dragged across the deck and out an open gate into the sea, very much alive. Oh, that is awful. Awful. That is so sad. How could somebody do that and just be okay with it? Oh, my. So, so disturbing. (sighs) Right after this, I was like telling my husband, you got to get a gun. If we ever, if we ever, you know, buy a boat, sell a boat, (laughs) like, (sighs) Like, I'm not going out to sea with anybody I don't know. Yeah, no way. No way. Yeah. So right after, Skylar called Jennifer like he had been doing all day. Like he called her, you know, every step of the way all day long to keep her in the loop about how the plan was going. And then him and his buddies cracked some beers on the way back to Newport Harbor. And they fished. After this. After this, they fished. Yeah. Real psychos. Real psychos. Yeah, I mean, the thing about this case is you know it's coming, but when you hear how they did it, it's just such an awful way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So Jennifer, I'm sure, really wished she would have taken that immunity deal before Alonso spilled it because she was tried as an accessory to murder and her defense was she was afraid of Skylar and it all came out in the trial no way was she afraid of him she's the one that actually wore the pants in the relationship and she was in on the whole thing so she was sentenced to two life sentences and no parole good and she lost her children yeah, she lost her children. She's well, you know what? Lost. Yeah. I I feel like she shouldn't have had kids anyways if you're going to do something like that. I know. She has relatives. I don't know which ones, but are raising her kids. But one of the things is that um, the Hawks' son said at, you know, a press conference or whatever, you know, I think you you need to give your kids up for adoption. They never need to know who their parents are. 
and the little girl was two and then it was a newborn baby. Yeah. Like I kind of agree with him. Like, don't let this haunt them. Like give those kids the best chance, but that's not what she did. So hopefully those kids aren't screwed up like their parents were. Okay. So she is serving her sentence at, uh, central California's women's facility in Chowchilla, but there's no updated mugshot for her on her inmate search. So I can't tell you how she's looking this, these days in 2011, she divorced Skylar and took back her maiden name. Okay. Yep. So John Kennedy and Skylar both got sentenced to death. Which will never happen, and they'll just sit on death row forever, right? Well, yeah. Skylar was simultaneously convicted of the murder of John Jarvie in Mexico. So that was good, Uh you know, right? And because Alonso had cooperated with the police, he was just given 20 years. Okay. So... The families and the prosecution were very satisfied that justice was served until last year when our California governor, Newsom, put a moratorium on the death penalty. Mm -hmm. So, you know, nobody's getting put to death anymore. Okay. There has been another controversy that has people up in arms, and that is that it turns out the motivation for committing all the murders wasn't just to get out of debt and buy Jennifer nice things. It was to actually have gender reassignment surgery. Skylar had put, yes, he put a $500 deposit down for the surgery and Jennifer was on board, right? So he was going to become a woman? Yes. He gave an interview in 2009 and says he's never been interested in sex with males, and that's why Jennifer was okay with it. But since serving time, Skylar has identified as a female. Okay, so for the sake of the story, I refer to Skylar as a he because she was identifying as a male that whole time, like the whole time. Yeah. You know, they were married to Jennifer, having children, has, you know, right. Okay. But now that we are talking prison, I will use female pronouns. Okay. Got it. So Skylar decided to take matters into her own hands and attempted to cut off her penis. <gasps> oh my God. Where? In jail? Yes. With what, like a butter knife? I, I know she tried to cut it off with a sheet, and a like razor blade. I strangle it. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh okay. my god. I can't. Wasn't successful. It. Wasn't successful, and she still has it. But there is a chance she will have the legit surgery in prison. And it really pisses people off. Um, the reality uh, of it. The reality of it is that although California is one of the states that has paid for the surgery for inmates, it has hundreds apply and only a handful have gotten approval since 2017, like four, I think it is, to actually have the surgery, which is like you get the gender reassignment surgery, you're in the hospital, and then you get to be moved to Whatever your a new woman's genders, prison or whatever. Yeah, a yeah. prison is. Yeah. So let's say that does happen. Skylar would likely be moved to the same facility as Jennifer. So we'll see. Wow, that would be interesting. Right? Holy. So I mean, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I think it really pisses people off so much because it's like, okay, so she committed murder so she could get the surgery and now she's going to get her way yeah right you know 
I think I kind of see both sides. I for sure understand how the victim's families feel. I mean, they are like, we don't, no way, be miserable, you know? Yeah. But I have read about how Skylar just bangs her head into walls and has tried to commit suicide. And I think in Skylar's case, I am still okay with her life sucking in prison and them not granting her the surgery. But I think, I mean, I don't know, but I think maybe I'm okay with them giving someone the surgery if they weren't like a ruthless, manipulative murderer and they were going to be released back out to the public and somehow having the surgery would like rehab their psyche Mm -hmm. and they would not be a criminal. I mean, then I think like, well, maybe that's okay. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. So So, Skylar has been able to take hormone treatments and she wears a bra and has grown out her hair and she wears makeup and in prison in prison. Yeah. She's actually not a bad looking lady. She is still at San Quentin with the men. Mm hmm. Um, and she was, in 2019, she was able to legally change her sex to female. And she changed her name from Skylar Julius de Leon to Skylar Precocia de Leon. Um, she has had two fiancés in prison. Women. And women, Yes. And the current one has offered to pay for the surgery if she can get the approval. So. Wow. We'll see. Wow, that's interesting. You know, um, it's like Caitlyn Jenner, right? She never wanted to be with a man either. Right. When she was a woman or a man, still wants to be with women. Um when I was in college, I took a human sexuality class mm-hmm. and a woman that was previously a man came and spoke with us. And he, she also said the same thing that it wasn't about who she was interested in. She was still interested in women either way. Same thing. Yeah. So, um, so interesting i mean i you know i do believe it because it's it's not like she has just made this up since she's been in prison no it was before yeah it's before yeah i mean and going to the point where you would cut it off i mean (gasps) it's like oh my god so awful but let me tell you she is a real piece of work she gave at this interview in 2009, um, the reporter is asking her like, okay, um, the Hawks' sons feel like you are sorry that you got caught, but you're not sorry that you did it. And she has to think about it. She's like, um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay. I'm sorry. Oh, it's That's like, like a sociopath. Like she, oh, there's yeah. definitely like issues. I mean, you don't just go kill somebody. That's not like a, that's not what you do and how you have no remorse. You just go fishing and it's like, oh, these two people just lost their life. I'm just going to steal their money oh. and everything. I mean, I so calculated and manipulative. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I would have felt better. It would have been so much more humane to like shoot them in the head and push them off the boat, but to just... The way they did it is incomprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. It's an awful, awful death. Those people drowned. I mean. Yeah. And it's too deep. They'll never recover the bodies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, so sad. I mean, well, actually, Gretchen, maybe it was quick quicker than we think because they would have gone down real fast. I don't know. It takes like, it can take like seven minutes to drown. Yeah. But you can't be so far 
underwater with all that pressure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they probably went down too far too fast and had a lot of pressure and passed out quickly. Let's hope. Yeah. So that's a crazy case. Gretchy, thanks for telling us that real sure thing. uplifting case. Yeah. Giving yeah, me yeah. such a hard time. I know. Sorry if you guys can hear my kids in the background. They are, you know, we're trying to do this all. Oh, and a dog. And my doggy. <laughs> Everybody's working from home these days. So thank you all for still listening. We really appreciate it. I think it's not easy to listen to podcasts still because you're at home and you're doing, you know, you're not making your daily commute. We would really appreciate it also if you would tell your friends about us, Housewives of True Crime, because that's how we grow. And we would like to grow even through this crazy time. And we are on Facebook. If you haven't found us at Housewives of True Crime, and we also have a group that has lots of action, Housewives of True Crime group. Make sure you get the group in there. Uh, And we're on Instagram. And we love reviews. That's also something that you guys can do for us, and we will really appreciate it. I think that's all for now, Gretchy. Okie doke. Any other business that we need to attend to? Unless you have some shout outs, I don't. Let me see. Oh, yeah, we do have some new ones. Westy loves TC. And it's from Katie West. Do you know who that is? No, I do not. Well, she's from Orange County. Oh, she says, hey, hey. I love listening to you both and your banter, and you make me laugh every episode. Well, thank you, Katie West. That's so nice. Allie, you girls always make me laugh. Clink, 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 Allie. My favorite podcast from Vin3839 something, something, something. Not a single bad episode. Well, God, that's really God nice. God bless you. <laughs> sometimes. <Yeah. laughs> We're not so sure. Sometimes I question and after I do it. I'm like, oh, God, wasn't it? that wasn't my best one. <laughs> Core mom. She's really funny. She loves that we say Disco Biscuit. And she might have been the same person that said we need Disco Biscuit t-shirts, which oh. I do think is a good idea. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think so. Boy, mom and crime. Love this podcast, listening to it while she cleans at night and the kids are in bed. That is a really good way to do it when you're not commuting. I appreciate that. This one says, like me, AB California. Um, She feels like she's right there with her besties. Well, you are a girlfriend. Best podcast recommendation from Victoria. She says her friend Lindy suggested it. See, you guys got to suggest it. That's really nice. And I think that's it for this week. That was a lot. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks. so much, guys. Um, and until next week. And if you guys want more, lots of bonus crimes on the Patreon and the Himalaya membership. And Tab's still uploading old episodes. I am slowly but surely getting my ass together. Yeah. Okay. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.